From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, run through a couple of uh, Emmy things for you. I suppose we could have cleverly thought ahead and had a clip or two to play from some of the big shows, but we don't do that sort of thing. We just didn't think of it. Um, but the 2022 Emmy nominations are out. Outstanding drama series. I have the same problem with the Emmys that I have with the Oscars. They've added how many people they nominate, which to me waters it down and it just gets lost and it's not as meaningful. But because there's why like I just, nine shows as a gifted voice actor. Why don't I just uh, perform a dramatic clip from the show? Well, I'll just hit you with what Rolling Stone says are the most likely to win outstanding drama series, which is considered the big get it's like best picture for the oscars it's like sure. the emmy's version of that yeah and there's such good dramas these days better call saul okay hang on hang on i'm torn between my best and worst impulses dang it <laughs> there you go there's your clip from better call saul i'm kind of endearing and i seem like a nice guy but i'm highly flawed dang it dang it <laughs> I have a clip from Better Call Saul if you want it. Okay. Yeah. Is it from like this year or is it from 10 years ago or what what do we know? Right, the man's got to make a living. I'm just saying the way you make yours rhymes with mug mealer. What are you, a knock? I'm the guy who's going to get you out of here and let you keep your hours. Yeah? Yeah. How you going to do that? Let me worry about the how, okay? You just, 700 bucks and you're gone. I don't have 700 bucks. And you got a couple grand in your sock. Is that from episode one of the first season? I think it is. <laughs> it goes back a ways. It's classic Better Call Saul. <laughs> uh, Euphoria also in uh, Rolling Stone thinks could win. I don't know what that show is. I'm 17. Look at my breasts. That's it's a, the controversial you, uh, the HBO teen sex drugs and drama drama. 
Squid Game. I'm Asian in a, in, in a game show. Please don't shoot me. Oof, now I'm dead. Dang it. And Succession, that's the, uh, the a bunch of rich people trying to fight each other to be on top. Perhaps you would like to po- appoint me CEO, Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really making me want to watch the shows. <laughs> I do have a succession clip, and it would be newer, I hope. That's all right. Okay. Okay. I say, yeah, I want to hear it. Sue a person, uh, a a grandparent, for example, uh, in a way which is like, like in an affectionate way, that might, that might convey like, I love you, and I'm glad you're part of my life, but I am taking legal action against you. There you go. A lot of stuttering in that show. Um, (laughs) That's what I took away. Spit it out, son. <laughs> so I uh, have no doubt whatsoever that all these shows are absolutely fantastic and it would be a perfect way to while away an hour or two if you needed some entertainment. I do not live a lifestyle in which I need to while away any hours with entertainment. I killed up children's vomit all day long yesterday, cleaned that up whilst trying to get ready for my job and do dishes and laundry. So the, those of you with more free time than I have, maybe these are some good tips for you. Uh, so those are the four that, Rolling Stone thinks could win for outstanding comedy series, and I only bring this up um, now. Well, only- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. With all due respect to Rolling Stone, uh, how many nominees are there? There's like nine. Because I'm missing like some of the obvious, like Ozark. Ozark is, is nominated. The cartels have made me rich, but now they're trying to kill me. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> there you go. And Ozark could win because the Emmy people do kind of like to want to reward you if you've been around for a long time and didn't get the award you're supposed to get or something. And it's a very good show. Yellow Jackets, Stranger Things, which I feel like I hear about every single day yes. from someone. People are so into that. I, I, I don't think I think I tried to watch it once. I'll try again. Whatever song gets thrown into a Stranger Things episode immediately ends up the number one iTunes song. Yep. They have figured out. So if they feature, for instance, this Metallica song a week ago in a Stranger Things episode, it was immediately the number one download or a stream out there. Just Master of Puppets, which I believe was Dr. Michael Savage's theme song for many moons, may still be. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Outstanding Comedy Series. I only want to bring this up because Ted Lasso, which won last year, we've all heard of that, and is a cool show. Only Murders in the Building, which I have not watched, Michael really likes. Yeah, it's great. I really enjoy it. And uh, that's Selena Gomez. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yes, and it's supposed to be fantastic. Hmm. But, and I only bring, I, I just heard of this for the first time today. The NPR critic said, this is the funniest show in the world right now. It's about a struggling school, inner city school, that's low on budget, and it's a comedy. It's called <laughs> Abbott Elementary, and he says it's the funniest thing on TV right now. So wow. I'll almost certainly check that out. Wow. The NPR says that, and it's about schools. I, I smell something I'm not going to like, but I'll give it a chance. Where, where do you get that? Did they, did you say that? No. I just Google, Google it. I just Google stuff and then go yeah. watch it, because I'm paying for all the streaming services like a moron, so I just oh, yeah. Google what it's on and try to go get my $8 worth from Peacock, which I haven't watched a show on in nine <laughs> months, and I don't remember my password. Jack has streaming services that only stream Moroccan soap operas. <laughs> Thirteen ninety five a month. <laughs> Abbott Elementary is on ABC. What? It's an ABC show? Yeah, it's a sitcom on ABC. Wow. So the according to the NPR critic, and he might be wrong, I don't know anything about it, but the funniest show 
on all of television is a regular old sitcom on ABC. Shocking, I know. It is. Sh- have you watched it? That's hilarious. I love it. Okay, I'll check it out. Well, that should be easier. Can oh, well, here's a thing though. I don't know on a if a show's on ABC, can I order dial up an episode and watch it whenever I want? If you go to abc.com, do I have to sign up for another subscription? <laughs> do I have to have a password and open an account? Cuz then if I do, I'm not I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> it's I'm, the funniest it's thing ever on Hulu. right now. On Hulu, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the dropout Rolling Stone thinks will win outstanding limited or anthology series. That was the um, show about. Um, uh, God, I'm, 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 I'm really having uh, old person disease today. Where Bad I just, had a kef care. I can't think of any of the things. The the chick with the low voice who defrauded everybody. What what is wrong with my oh, Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah, the Elizabeth yeah. Holmes show, the dropout that was supposed to be fantastic, um, is Thank likely you. to win. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Now my wolf, Balto, will perform for you. Hopefully, in our really, really underproduced way, we we gave you the names of a couple of shows that if you go home tonight and you got nothing to do, you could dial up and know that the critics seem to like it on some level. There you go. Yeah, Because that's all you need, right? A little relief from this crazy world, this unfair world that brings us so much pain. Every day is another day of breaking down. Wow, 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 too heavy. <laughs> All I know is when I had a house full of kids, the idea of watching a drama was was hilarious. It was like uh, the idea of getting a bucket of water thrown in my face while I was drowning. It was the last thing I needed. Right, yeah, I was in a situation the other day where some people were discussing these, and um, you know, I didn't say anything because it seems like what we with uh, younger kids do we don't say anything we just keep our mouths shut because we mm-hmm. know our lives don't apply to your lives <laughs> so right. my life doesn't apply to your life but i was just thinking i'm never gonna watch any of these shows i can't imagine how you have time to watch these shows i don't have time to watch half of one episode let alone watch the first three seasons so right. it's just it's, it's a conversation that's not for me which mm-hmm. is fine someday my kids will be grown up and either in prison or have good jobs or something and uh maybe then i'll watch these tv shows but not now Maybe you ought to pitch a uh, limited uh, run series about a guy who has too little time to watch limited run series. Sounds interesting to me. Wow. It'd be its own show. A show within a show. Actually cleaning up vomit yesterday for my sick kid. And so trying to get Pedialyte into him because that that was the big concern because he couldn't keep anything down. He's testing negative up for COVID. I don't know what he's got. Couldn't keep anything down. Worried about dehydration. Pedialyte. Nice idea in theory, but does it have to be colored the way it is? Because oh. if it weren't bright red or bright blue, it'd be a lot easier to get out of the carpet when they throw it up. And you're almost always taking it because you probably got something wrong with you. Right. So why don't you give yeah. me some Pedialyte that's not bright red or bright blue that I'm now on my hands and knees trying to clean out of the carpet. Uh, yeah, clear, obviously. Yeah, obviously, is right. Um, uh, Welcome to Vomit Talk. Apparently... The Democratic Party is not fooled by Gavin Newsom's clever ploy to make it a binary choice between him and Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I just read. That's kind of funny. Among other things we can talk about coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I, I kind of feel like the, the Hunter Biden thing is becoming like the Monica Lewinsky thing a little bit. 
in that it's got it's got two aspects to it. It's got the incredibly entertaining aspect to of it to it, and then it's got the is it going to damage the presidency aspect to it, right? And, yeah, yeah. and we can have fun with both of them. Yeah, Actually, yeah. that comes up as a comparison a little later in this. Uh, report i'm doing here on hunter biden um but some of this stuff i just find tawdry and interesting and or funny or sad or whatever and then some of it is serious oh my gosh is this is gonna affect the presidency stuff uh joe thought we ought to have some theme music for the hunter biden thing have we come up with an idea for that here we go <laughs> i can't remember what was the name i came up with <laughs> i don't know i like i like this though it was Hunter Biden crack attorney. That's pretty good. Hunter Biden crack attorney. Anyway. Hunter, you're a loser. So, okay. so uh, let's revisit this. This was we had this a couple weeks ago. It says Hunter recording himself like a dope talking <laughs> to uh, a hooker that he's doing drugs with. Does anything hurt on you? Anything? I was. Literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever. Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time. Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. So I think this is the same hooker we're talking about here in this news that is just coming out now. Uh, Washington Examiner is reporting on it. Uh, so what was going on there is she was trying to get him to pay what he owed, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using some pretty foul language, like, you know, you're, you're a loser piece of S, scumbag, trying to screw me, blah, blah, blah. And how then, dare you? How dare you? I'm an upstanding drug addict, John. I've never hit you. Anyway, he spent over $30,000 on escorts, many of them linked to .ru, which is a Russian email address, who worked with a model agency called Uber GFE uh, between November 2018 and March 2019. This particular woman, and I don't know if it was all going to Anna Dektier, which I think is the woman there, a Ukrainian citizen, oh, Ukraine, um, received a combined... $275,000 during that period of time. Now, I don't know if he spent that much money on one chick or if she was representing a number of women. That's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, she ran a, an agency, if you will. Um, and got some of the text messages that have come out uh, where she texts him and then he texts back, uh, I just sent you the money. The emails with .ru flags wires. This is an act... I sent to blah, blah, blah. Uh, why can't I send direct to you? This is too much red flag for the bank, which is the reason I've been unable to take care of this to begin with anyway. So it's a bunch of text about how they're having trouble sending the money around and how it could get somebody's attention because of the .ru um, website, which it did get somebody's attention because now this stuff is out. Uh, but that's a fair amount. So, he, you know, how much trouble he's in with sending around money and maybe taking hookers across state lines and all that sort of stuff. That's its own topic, which is kind of interesting. And yeah, we, mildly. To me, it's just about the uh, influence peddling, really. That's the significance of all this. Yeah, well, on that, I just wonder, with with amounts that large, and he owes people and he's not paying them, and Ukrainians and Russians, I don't know, did he ever compromise himself or his dad in any way? 
Well, the idea that his dad could get a top security clearance with a son doing business with the Chinese communists, with shady energy companies, a drug addict who's on the hook for six figures to hookers. The idea that anybody could get a security clearance with that sort of liability is hilarious. More texts came out in which Hunter called his stepmom Jill Biden a vindictive moron and an entitled C. <laughs> oh, Jeez. And one a per- V-M-E-C. In oh. <laughs> one particular text sent to his brother Bo's widow, who he was doing at the time, uh, uh, Hunter went off on the now first lady. F my stepmother for always being as much of a selfish, silly, entitled C as you. He Durr. texted his dead brother's wife, who he was having sex with, and the relationship was falling apart, obviously. Why? Yeah. He also admitted to calling his stepmom an effing moron, a vindictive moron, in a separate text to James Biden, which is the president's brother. And he was raging about how um, he was smarter than Jill Biden. And do you know the drunkest I've ever been is still smarter than you could ever even comprehend? And you're a something grammar teacher that wouldn't survive one class in an Ivy League graduate program. So go F yourself, oh. Jill. Let's all agree I don't like you any more than you like me. You got a crackhead waving his Ivy League credentials at you. Ivy League credentials that he almost certainly has because his dad was a big-time senator. Oh, yeah, of course. So anyway, this all comes off of an iPhone that had backed <laughs> up all the texts onto the laptop. Beautiful. So, uh... Boy, that so reminds me of the, uh... The radio executive who said, yes, my child did get into Georgetown when my kid didn't. And it turns out she bribed her way in. Hilarious. Yeah. So 4chan had a whole bunch of stuff that came out yesterday. And people aren't sure whether it's real or not. Michael Malice, who's my favorite anarchist to follow on Twitter, a really interesting dude, he said, The 4chan Hunter Biden doc sure reminds me, I'm a dinosaur, of how Drudge became a household name reporting on Monica Lewinsky while the corporate press was trying to look the other way and then twisted themselves into pretzels wondering whether and how to acknowledge him when it finally turned out to be a true story. He's saying 4chan having all this information on the Hunter stuff Mm-hmm. It's like Drudge having the Monica stuff when corporate media is trying to pretend it's not true. Maybe it'll turn out that way. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But apparently, he was. All, he also said, I'm absolutely stunned that Twitter has allowed hashtag pedo Peter to trend for hours when it's been established that they're trying to suppress this stuff. Pedo Peter, according to the 4chan dump of Hunter Biden's emails, is something that he referred to his dad as behind his back. Really? Yeah, no, I don't. So, wait, I'm not Hunter any... referred to Joe as Pedo Peter. That was like his code name for his dad. Is that the whole hair sniffing? Thing? I have no idea. I don't minute. know if it's true. I have nah, I the whole Pedo thing. Yeah, yeah I, I no idea. No idea. Armstrong and Getty. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More pictures from the big new telescope coming out. Those could be completely made up. I don't know how you'd know. <laughs> Are you uh, suggesting there's a scandal afoot? No, but it's just so, you know, could be any. Just, you know, it's bright lights on a black background. Yeah, no kidding. It, it absolutely could be fake. And I'd say, oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> right. Um, uh, which reminds me, oh, uh, we, one of our beloved listeners, uh, Jeff, who's just terrific, uh, sent a great uh, kind of uh, a combination of uh, sources, but it, it was a report on the corruption in the Russian military and how it works and all the different forms it takes and stuff like that. And it was just crazy. Um, and the reason that clicked in my mind is the idea of, you know, you get a certain number of millions of dollars <clears throat> to build an amazing space telescope, and instead you just take the money and you buy like a $100 telescope at the Fry's Electronics or something like that. That's the sort of thing that would happen in the Russian uh, military. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I've asked him, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, a uh, bit of a tickle in the throat. I've asked him to uh, to restructure it a little bit, and we'll bring it to you in the days to come, but it was so interesting. I mean, their military is so riddled with corruption and abuse and just ill treatment of troops it's a wonder they can fight at all but having a seven to one uh you know number superiority over your uh your opponent is is really really helpful oh boy this is uh breaking so there's been a lot of back and forth and fighting over the video that exists of the hour and 15 minutes from the hallway of that school in uvalde oh, and yeah. they were re- refusing to release the video it is going to be released on sunday uh, so that's going to be something to see. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, I guess the pressure just got severe enough because it was only this morning, earlier today, that uh, they were saying, well, no, we're not releasing it. Everything you've said has been a lie, so how about you release the video? Yeah, 
Yeah, here, here. Well, speaking of lies, damn lies, and statistics, I was caught, my eye was caught by this headline uh, in the San Diego Union Tribune. I believe the story was first published yesterday. Cause of homelessness? It's not drugs or mental illness, researchers say. Okay. Ask just about anyone, Gary Worth writes, for their thoughts on what causes homelessness, and you will likely hear drug addiction, mental illness, alcoholism, and poverty. I would say that's a pretty damn solid list, Gary. A pair of researchers, however, looked at those issues across the country and found they occur everywhere. What does vary greatly around the country, they found, was the availability of affordable housing. Did they look at the availability of government programs handing people stuff that you can live on the street and get away with it? Did they look at that? How easy and comfortable it is to be a junkie in any particular uh, municipality. It's easier in California than anywhere in the country, and that's why California has half the homeless people in the entire country. Well, these uh, two professors, uh, researchers, one of whom is a real estate professor, looked around and said, no, no, look, where you see lack of affordable housing, you see more homelessness. Which would be lovely, except for a couple of things. And they're major points. And I don't know if they miss these because they're academics, and so they're in the ivory tower, and the media is just... The media may be the worst place for confirmation bias. And it's the last place it should happen. Major media outlets should not be... Oh, oh, here's another one. Here's a couple of researchers who say it's not drug abuse. It's that there's just not an affordable house for these poor people. And they're now hopeless crackheads dying in the street because they couldn't afford the rent. Who the hell can't afford rent and ends up living in their own poop uh, behind a bush? Who does that? You move somewhere else. Well, see, that's exactly it. Exactly it. That was the point I was working toward. Uh, And they go through the per capita homeless people and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, uh, I firmly believe we can't treat our way out of this problem, says one of the uh, data scientists. You could fix all the addiction in San Diego right now. You'd still have a problem with homelessness because there just aren't places for people to go who have lower levels of income. The rent is too damn high. Well, it is damn high. You know why a lot of people don't live in San Diego? Because they can't afford it. In fact, that'd be most of the country. Would love to live in San Diego. It's one of the best places on earth. But they don't live there. You know why? Because it's really dang expensive. So they didn't move there. You know why a lot of people don't live in Portland with a river view? They can't afford it. Why do people not live in Seattle or Manhattan or San Francisco where the sun sets over the Golden Gate? Because they can't effing afford it. So the idea that if I can't afford to live in a city, I'm going to live, as you so charmingly put it, in my own poop behind a bush. Fecal matter. That's right, Johnny. That that would not be my choice. I would effing move as I have several times in my life. And yes, I know moving is expensive and a problem and difficult for poor people. But more difficult than living in your own poop behind a bush? I'm now regretting that phrase. I guess it served its purpose. Yes, certainly. High-cost rental markets that far outstrip area median incomes and push renters into paying more than 50% of their income toward rent certainly are a significant contributing factor to making households at high risk of experiencing homelessness. Well, I would agree if you're living on the edge all the time, you are more likely to end up homeless in one sure, situation don't live or not. on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. There have been multiple periods in American history, where housing was very, very expensive, like the you know seventies, eighties, where uh, interest rates, mortgage rates were eighteen point three percent. We did not have junkie camps 
all over Chicagoland, where I was at the time. There were not bum camps lining the streets of L.A. and San Francisco. What is it? What? How do you characterize the person who just can't accept that is, to a large degree, people who make terrible decisions who end up on the street? I don't know. Um, to a large degree, not exclusively. There are mentally ill people. There are foster kids who got coughed out of a system that dooms them to failure, and I want to be able to help those people. But there's, to a large extent, just drug addicts. Yeah, and then what do you do with the drug addicts? Because becoming not a drug addict is a really difficult thing to do. I don't think most people can do it, so I don't know what you do with that situation. Yeah, which reminds me, speaking of depressing subjects, uh, I've been reading a lot about the uh, the situation with mental health care in the United States right now, partly just because, you know, we talk about what's happening in the world, and I think I ought to know for my job, partly because um, I have uh, people I love very much that struggle with uh, mental illness challenges. Um, and after we tore down all the state hospitals, you know, in California and around the country in favor of this super hot, and it was pushed by the left, but it doesn't matter really, this concept of community health centers, community mental health centers, not state hospitals, just every street corner will have a place to get help. They were never built. It was never implemented. And when it was, it didn't work. It was just a miserable failure. But the most progressive places in America, the most progressive cities and the most progressive states in America that are the highest tax places in America. I have, like California, giant surpluses. They're doing nothing about mental health care, really. I just, I guess because people who need help don't have lobbyists and they don't write big giant checks. I guess that's it. It's sad. It's a moral failing. It's 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 difficult to stomach we how have badly to, we do in that field. Yeah, we need to reorient our uh, how we go about this. So we talked about this last week, but you weren't here. Let me hit you with some of these numbers because they're amazing. We have a shortage of all these different kind of mental health professionals already. By 2025, which is only two and a half years from now, um, we'll be short about 10,500 marriage and family therapists in the United States, about 10,000 or so. We'll be short 15,000 psychiatrists by 2025, 27,000 mental health counselors, 49,000 social workers that will be short. We'll be short 58,000 psychologists. That's a PhD, so it takes a while to get those people trained up. We're going to be short 58,000 nationwide, and we'll be short 78,000 school counselors. If you think it's hard now to find any any, uh, mental health help, and you have to pay cash. If you can find somebody, you got to pay cash because they ain't taking insurance because they don't have to. Yeah. We got this note from, uh, she gives her name, but we'll keep her anonymous. Uh, love you guys. Love you. I'm a psychologist in rural Northern California. 90,000 people in the county. No psychiatrist to diagnose and prescribe when medication is needed. Not one. My town has 5,000 souls, and there are about 10,000 north of here for whom this is the big town where the resources are. Mental health-wise, that's me and two marriage family therapists. When a potential client calls me, I call back, and I'm ashamed on behalf of my profession at how often a person will say, you're the only person who even returned my call. When I have to turn someone away, which is frequently because my schedule is full, and I mean full, all caps, 
I talk with them about other available resources, how to self-help in the meantime, a bit of education about what they're experiencing, if appropriate. I usually finish with, if you haven't connected with a therapist by a couple of weeks from now, call me back. The people who call themselves therapists and are too cowardly to answer their phones because they might have to say no, I find a very sorry bunch. Yeah, I've had that experience. If you do get a hold of, if somebody does call you back, I've said the same thing. Hey, thanks for calling me back because most people I don't hear anything back for. And I have called. I guarantee you it's three digits worth of people in the last year. Um, yeah. It's 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 really hard to get an appointment with anyone. My daughter, who needs mental health care, uh, she's doing fabulously, but uh, struggles still. Um, she has had a couple of occasions where she has been ghosted by mental health professionals. She has an appointment. She has the email confirming the appointment. Then when she shows up via video or in person for the appointment, they say, you don't have an appointment. She says, I have an email from you dated, you know, whatever, July 1st, 2021, saying I have an appointment. No, you don't click. I mean, that's our mental health care in America. I mean, if it were like a a tow truck yard that towed your car and they were that unethical, that would suck. Yeah, a a friend of mine who's got a couple year degree that's required to do the kind of therapy that this person does told me what they what they made last year. It was shocking. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made out there because you can charge practically whatever you want. And again, it's a cash business for the most part. Um, we got to take a break. Did this? Did LeBron just say this? Actually, I'll look into it when we come back. So you know the whole Brittany Griner, WNBA star, who's being held in Russia, and she wrote mm-hmm. a letter to Joe Biden last week and all that. LeBron James says if he were Brittany Griner, he'd question returning to the United States. Oh, my God. Now, I just saw the headline. I'm hoping it's misleading. I'll dig into it and get to that next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone's waiting to see it. Brittany Griner, she is in Russia. She's been there over 110 days. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? So, LeBron James doing an interview about Brittany Griner. That's the WNBA star who's been in captivity in Russia. Clearly a, a pawn in the whole battle between the United States and Russia and everybody else. Uh, LeBron made the comments during the recent taping of The Shop when the conversation apparently turned to the incarcerated American hoop star. Now, how can she feel like America has her back? I would be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America? Said LeBron James. She's Louise. You know, he's a gifted athlete, an incredibly hard worker, seems to be a loving dad. But he just comes off as such a... Know nothing when he d- deals in any way with politics, international relations, anything. He's got the confidence of the superstar. I would probably be every bit as bad, but he has got no freaking idea what he's talking about. Or the just, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've run into that with the, the, the successful, just in general. If you're successful at a specific thing, there's a tendency to believe you're, you're also smart at everything else. It seems mm-hmm. to be just a thing. Um, and uh, he's got that with basketball. And Feels like he also has special insight on everything else going on in the world, and he is really wrong about that. Well, yeah, because getting a pawn released by a malign regime you're at proxy war with is effortless. LeBron, LeBron, you ought to be able to get it done within, I don't know, a week or two. If you're trying, if your country's worth a crap. Uh, Going through a couple of things here real fast before we get out of here. In wake of Better Call Saul which came out of Breaking Bad, getting nominated once again for Emmys, I guess. Uh, This was uh, announced by Albuquerque today that they're going to unveil statues dedicated to Walter White and Jesse Pinkman that will be in their uh, convention center or something. Yeah, the Albuquerque Convention Center. It's funny. A couple of meth dealer, violent, sometimes... Oh, many, many murders. Yes. Anyway, it's kind of funny. Fictional meth dealers. (laughs) Fictional, violent meth dealers will have statues because it was centered in Albuquerque. (laughs) That's beautiful. That doesn't uh, scream inferiority complex at all, Albuquerque. (laughs) Uh, Whatever. 
Starbucks is closing 16 U.S. Star- stores after workers reported incidents related to drug use and other disruptions in the cafes. They will permanently close six stores. See Walgreens and CVS and all those stories from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Starbucks said it would permanently close six stores each in. I wonder where this is happening. Probably Omaha. I'm guessing Lawrence, Kansas is probably closing their store. But no, it's uh, Seattle, L.A., two of them in Portland, Oregon. Also Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. by the end of the month. They, they received reports from workers about incidents they said involved drug use by customers and uh, problems with the bathrooms and homeless people in the bathroom and all that sort of stuff. And it's not wow. safe for them to work there. Starbucks is going to give way more lee- lee- leeway to store managers going forward to close restrooms. Remember, they, they, they went with their policy of restrooms are open all the time to anyone for a while. Well, that was a disaster, as was easily predicted. And they changed that policy just a couple of weeks ago, and now they're saying you can just full-on close the restroom if you have to. Limit seating or reduce operations in response to safety concerns. So if you're in some sort of downtown where they allow the drug-addicted population to just wander around the streets, you're allowed to close the bathroom if that's what you got to do there, says Starbucks. Mm. Wow. Reality bats last. Check your clock. It's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. So if we were in a sitcom in the early 80s, that would have been our theme song. Here is Mm -hmm. your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's wrap things up for the day with a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director. Michael! Uh, Ted Lasso, I guess it's going to be his last year. Uh, You're only going to go three seasons. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm kind of bummed that it's not going to keep going on for a little while. I like that. I like when you've got a story arc and you skip to it, stick to it, and you don't just try to make up scenarios to keep making money. Sure, yeah. You know, he was all cheerful and simple-minded. Now he's a little more complicated. Let's turn him into a serial killer and then end the series. A grittier huh? take on Ted Lasso. Exactly. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, my wife and I have been trying to eat better, save a little money, so we've been doing a lot more shopping at the grocery store. But I don't find that I'm craving fast food. I am find that I'm craving spending money on fast food. So I think there's a different problem I have to address That's later. interesting. You're missing sp- the the buying experience. That's kind of an, uh, and a cool thing to recognize about yourself. Yeah, retail therapy plus getting to eat. Uh, interesting, interesting. Jack, final thought for us? Yeah, I'll just piggyback on that because it's on my mind. That impulse, like you're stressed out or sad or something happens to like buy something, is weird. I don't even, I can't even quite identify it. Oh, you need endorphins. You need cherry chemicals in your brain. Well, why do I get excitement? Sh- I, w- I wish you got the same easy chemicals for. For I didn't just spend fifty dollars. I wish that got the chemicals going because it should. Yeah, I saved it. You're right. Yeah, but it does. Interesting thought. Uh, my final thought is uh, Judy brought uh, the last two kids plus a significant other to the airport after our week and a half long family fest and uh, miss them. It's sad, no doubt, but uh, we get our house back, back to the usual rhythms of life, which is good. Because if it had kept on, I'd weigh eight hundred pounds. And I know you like to walk naked around your house, and now you can go back to that. Oh, great deal, yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have our hot links there. If we mention an article or whatever, the link is right there at armstrongandgetty.com. Grab the podcast. Get yourself some AG swag, the Spicy Times t-shirt. People love it. The Avalanche. Got that at the website. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. They're way better 
at words. At words. Oh my word. Words. Let me say. Let me say one thing. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. What the hell are you talking about? Fact check. I was gonna put him. Uh, foot, foot. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. say Oh man. <laughs> are you sure of that, dude? So let's go out with a bang. Bend over and put a strap in your mouth. Oh. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.